Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to Morning Glory. Why don't you grab your Bibles and join me in the Gospel of Mark, and uh, we want to talk today about doing a word workout. Okay, so you don't need any exercise equipment. I know some of you are ready to roll out your um, your floor mats, and you're ready to uh, start grabbing your barbells and your dumbbells, but just relax. All you need to do is grab your Bible. Uh, you might want to grab a cup of coffee or something to drink. And let's talk today about the importance, really the necessity, of doing a word workout. You know, we talk about prayer, and I teach on the subject of prayer, and you have to have a strong prayer life. Uh, along with your prayer life, you need to be very knowledgeable of the Word of God, because there are particular things that you're believing in life for. I'm not talking about just generalized blessings. I'm talking about specific things. Maybe you don't have a vehicle, and so you're believing God for a specific vehicle. You, you have to have a vehicle to function properly in life. And uh, maybe you have children, and you want those children to go to college someday, or to a good learning uh, uh, institution somewhere. You realize that's going to cost extra money, perhaps, that you don't have. And so you're going to use your faith, uh, your faith specifically for that need to be met. In order to uh, see these types of things actually come to pass in your life, where God breaks into your life, and you actually see the manifestation of what it is you're believing for, you, you need to do a daily word workout. You don't want to be soft spiritually, okay? And this is something that's very interesting about uh, faith in God's word. It doesn't matter if you can't do 20 pull-ups, and, and most people can't. It, it doesn't matter if you're not able to bench press 400 pounds. Most people can't. So you're exempt from having to do certain things that maybe only a few can do. That does not qualify you. This is not about uh, physical proudness. This is not about uh, some other form of, of ability. This is not even about intellectual or, or mental uh, acuity. This is simply about uh, the, the basic mechanics of faith really being able to take God at his word and believe him and then pull into your life these things that you need in your life. And you don't have to have a college degree to do this. Some of you are saying, thank God, okay. Others of you, you have college degrees. Some of you have uh, masters and PhDs and so forth. Uh, but the bottom line is we still don't get a free pass regardless of whether we can high jump eight feet or if we have an IQ of 174. If there are certain things that we need that are out of our reach and we're trusting God to do it, we are going to have to use our faith. Hallelujah. And it's fun. So you need to know how to uh, have a faith workout, get a good word workout, so that you really can take a hold of what it is that you're believing God for. It's not that hard. You just do the workouts and you'll find that uh, you can produce the performance. Now, we know it's God that's doing the miracles, but uh, he expects us to do the workouts so that our faith is at a threshold that can uh, work with his anointing to bring it into manifestation. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. Now, uh, Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Heavenly Father, let your Holy Spirit come with the anointing and clarity and understanding of your word and uh, we'll do our best to take it and apply it today to our lives. Father, we thank you for this. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Now, um, verse let's start in verse 20. It gives a little more of the context. Uh, 
verse 19 is maybe even better. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And this, of course, would be the child that's mute and uh, unable to speak, and he is also demon-possessed. Then they brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. Uh, by the way, when you see a, a person convulsing, and you see a person foaming at the mouth and going through lunatic-type behavior, uh, by the way, uh, just let us know that's usually a sign of demon possession. I know a lot of people don't believe that today. They, they've read too many National Geographic magazines. They've read too many Psychology Today magazines, and they have dismissed the demon uh, equation. My friends, uh, people still get demon-possessed, not just uh, out in the Congo, okay, uh, and not just in uh, uh, ancient stories of Inca pyramids and uh, sacrificial offerings to demonic gods. People still get demon-possessed today who wear three-piece suits and uh, who wear fashion clothing, who have lots of money and even make uh, high-income jobs uh, earning millions of dollars a year. Uh, if anybody is willing to open themselves up to demonic activity, trust me, demons are willing to come in, regardless of who those people might be. So we need to also be able to deal with people that are in trouble and deal with them in a way where we try not to embarrass them or ever humiliate them in public, but we need to get people delivered. There's people all around us with problems, and many of those problems are demonic in origin. They're not psychological they're not, uh, uh, it's not even sometimes physical, many times it's demonic, and the church has the solution to what uh, the world's best psychologists cannot solve, because you cannot cast a demon out uh, through counsel. <laughs> they're, not, they're not going to go. They are a spiritual entity, and in order to make them leave, you have to have a spiritual force that is able to drive them out, and we thank God that we walk in the anointing of the Lord Jesus. You don't have to do a 40-day fast to drive a demon out. You just need to know your authority of who you are in Christ. And of course, a little prayer and fasting certainly uh, can uh, give that extra edge of faith and anointing uh, in ministering to those who have these uh, situations of bondage. Okay, Verse 22, so he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him, throws him into the fire, throws him into the water. You know, when this thing is manifesting, how come, is it, how come it doesn't throw him on the sofa, right? How come it doesn't throw him down on the bed with the nice soft pillows? No, it's demonic. And evil spirits, uh, they have no conscience in the sense of like uh, care or kindness or anything like that. They're gone, okay? Uh, they're, they're no turning back. They are hitting for the lake of fire that is their destination so they don't have something in them that says let's let's give this guy a break let's be nice this person is a child all of that is gone out of them their complete darkness and that's why they do things like this even to children and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him but if now he's talking to Jesus but if you can do anything have compassion on us and help us well the Lord can do it but he needs cooperation from our uh, behalf to believe in his anointing and power. Verse 23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, so that, that says we have a part to play in this. We must believe. And if our faith is weak, then we need to address that 
and we need to bring it up the standard. We need to do word workouts, okay, so that we can work with the Lord because of a revelation I'll share with you in just a moment. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, this father is going to receive the miracle. His child is going to be delivered. Uh, you know, the father makes the classic statement, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Verse 25, when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. So the child had been uh, demon-possessed. The child couldn't speak. The child couldn't hear. Verse 26, after the Lord's rebuke, then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And by the way, there doesn't always have to be manifestations of convulsions and things like that. They can leave. Uh, but here we do have an, a manifestation that's uh, even visibly externally seen. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And he became as one dead, so that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose, and everything uh, turned out to be good that day. Uh, but I want you to know, as my ministry primarily is to believers. Now, I do minister to the lost, but I'm not, in the sense, uh, positioned fully in the ministry office of an evangelist. If I were, I would be off. Uh, speaking to the lost, but I'm speaking to you, and I suspect you're probably saved, born again, and growing in the things of God, okay? So we let the evangelists do what they're supposed to do. They're the ones that reach the lost and bring the lost to Christ. What do we do once we get them to Christ? Do we leave them in their spiritual diapers? No, that's why I'm here, to help people that are saved and love Jesus to grow up and mature in the things of God. That's where my ministry comes in. I want you to understand that the father that Jesus is dealing with had very weak faith. I mean, the, the, the man even said, you know, help, help my unbelief. <laughs> but look, don't think you can get by uh, in the same boat like that father did. You've been in the church now for three years, five years, some of you ten years, some of you, oh, bless your heart, for decades. Don't think you can get by with, now, Lord, you know that my faith is weak, and you know, Lord, I still don't believe you after all these years, but I just know you're going to do it anyhow. No, listen to me, no, he's not. He treats you differently than what he does a young, uh, a, a very young believer or an even a, an unbeliever who's completely clueless about uh, God. Doesn't even, uh, he couldn't even name uh, the deity in the sense an unbeliever doesn't know oh there's the father oh there's his son jesus and then there's the holy spirit they don't they don't even know the abc's of the bible they can't even find the book of genesis in the bible but we're not talking about them we know their position they're outside of the kingdom of god they're in the kingdom of darkness but we're talking about for those that are in the kingdom of light we just can't be walking around uh, never doing word workouts, never in the word, never building our faith, and then somehow expecting that it's just all going to come in. The miracles are going to manifest. Praise God, because God loves me. He's going to do it anyhow. My friends, we operate on a different platform than those who do not know Christ. And God expects us to grow up and that the just are to live by faith. Woo! Hallelujah. This is why. If you come in the faith, 
you can receive over and over and over again. You're, the same faith that you use for salvation, you realize, well, hold on a minute. I can use that for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Yes, you can. And your faith also works for healing. Your faith also works to meet your needs financially. Your faith also works to save and, and get into the overflow so that you can send your kids to uh, higher learning so that you can uh, receive the things that you want in life so that you can be the blessing to others that you want in life. You can do all of these things with faith. That's why God wants you to get into it and not just walk around like somebody like, well, the Lord understands why I'm loaded with unbelief, but he loves me and he's just going to do it all anyhow. Nope, he's not going to do that. You'll have some unbelievers and you'll have some young baby Christians get these spontaneous type miracles. But God does that out of sovereign mercy. He does that out of sovereign grace. He does it out of a witness to speak to them that he loves them just as they are. But look, God doesn't expect you to stay just the way you are. I mean, wouldn't it be sad to stay stuck in the second grade? And you're, you're 30 years old. Wouldn't, wouldn't all of your friends think something's not right? Wouldn't all the other kids in second grade class think, you know, that person looks like they're supposed to be further down the line than us. They, they seem like they're different. That's because they are. My friends, we must grow up and we must walk in the knowledge of faith. We must work out in the word to receive the promises of God. Jesus said, if you can believe... So we got, you got to get out of doubt and unbelief. I know it kind of feels good to the flesh to hang out there. Well, Lord, you know my, you know the reason I feel uh, despondent today is because you know, no, my relatives don't understand me, and and uh, Lord, you know I haven't had the formal education I need to succeed in life, and and Lord, you know there's a recession going on, and uh, Lord, you know that the political system is in an upheaval, and blah blah blah. But you know what? That that's not going to float the boat. Praise God. God expects us to believe him regardless of the winds and the circumstances swirling around us and take hold of his word and work it. Praise God and receive miracles regardless of what is taking place. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Oh, but Pastor Stephen, you don't understand the economy. Well, well verse 23 overrides what's going on uh, uh, because these are people that are outside the covenant. You have a covenant with God. God's not limited by the regional economy, economy or the national economy. By the way, if you look around, you'll find that there certainly are others prospering in the local, regional, or national economy. If they are, why can't you? Praise the Lord. So my friends, we dissolve all doubts. We remove all excuses, and we hold to the Word of God. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Oh, hallelujah. Okay, that means word workout. And so you look at verses like this. If you need to, on a daily basis, so that you can hold on to the promises of God, and pull them into your life. Pull them into your life. And when the devil says, no, this is not going to happen for you. You're just not special enough. Uh, you, you're not born into a religious family. Uh, you, you, you know, you came out of a heathenism. And so you're not special. You never, you never had a halo over your head as a child or anything like that. And so this is just not going to happen for you. So what you have to do is you just, you just have to have another word workout. And you need to sit down. If it takes 20 minutes to get that, uh, 
that that flow of blood like an exercise if it takes 20 minutes to get that flow of faith going you need to sit down and just chew on a few of these verses read them out loud if you can believe lord i believe all things are possible to him who believes well lord it's possible i believe it's going to happen in my life okay and so you're, you're what are you doing you're having a word workout and as you as you do that pertaining to specific things that you're believing Okay, we're not just talking about some kind of random stuff that we can never nail down or, or aim a uh, faith magnet at. No, we're talking about things that we are specifically believing for. And so you have to work out in the Word so that you can keep pulling it in. God, and you're saying, praise God, it's going to happen. I believe. I, I have faith. All things are possible to him who believes. I am going to receive this. This thing is unfolding in my life. This thing is coming to pass in my life. I believe I receive now. Okay? And so that is the format. That is the exercise routine of a word workout. And it feels good. You come out of your workout session. And you feel good, praise the Lord. You, you really feel good. There's a lot of um, uh, correlation in the sense of how they both work. Uh, and, and that's why the Apostle Paul gave us many analogies, whether it's analogies of running, analogies of a boxer, or this or that, or, or things pertaining to athletics. Um, there, are similar, um, there are similar platforms. Now, they're completely different platforms. But the way this works is also the way that this one works. Now, you can't make this one jump over here, but they still, uh, they still work the same. Let, let, let me explain. One of the world's leading runners, middle-distance runners, and uh, kind of like higher, you know, higher-type mileage runners, 5K, 10K, 5,000 meters, 10,000 meters, marathon even now, one of the world's leading runners is from Great Britain. His name is Mo Farah. And I watched him uh, do a 10-kilometer road race a few years back. I watched him on the Internet. And uh, behind the scenes, before the race starts, about an hour and a half before the race starts, he arrives with the other elite runners. Now, you might have 5,000 people in the race, uh, but really there's only a handful of people that have the potential to win that race. So he arrives with the other elite runners, and he's doing his warm-up, and he's laughing, and he's having fun, and he's... Uh, you know, kind of making jokes and stuff like that, and he's in a, he's in a really good mood. And, and you have to think, well, why is he so comfortable? I'll tell you why he's so comfortable. He's already done all of the workouts. He's done workouts harder than anybody else that's there. He's paid a price more than anybody else. He has he has gotten up early. He has stayed up late. He's you know running 18 miles a day, and uh, he he is uh, he's regulated his diet very very strictly. And so when he steps on the starting line, he knows it's his to win. There really is no one else there who can beat him. That's why. He's so happy, praise God. And, and, and see, that's what I'm trying to say when you do a word workout. Okay, so whether it's running or whether it's some other sports field, the thing is, if you put the effort in, if you do the workouts, you, you get the results. Th this thing of like, well, I do the workouts, but nothing ever happens. No, 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 that's not true. You know, you know if you do the workouts, you are going to get the results. Now, if you see somebody in the gym lifting weights, and they've been in the gym for two years, and they've never gained any muscle mass or any size or strength. They obviously don't know what they're doing, and uh, they probably don't know anything about nutrition. They probably have no uh, 
a structured routine, uh, and, and they're just really spinning their wheels, wasting their time. But look, I'm talking about somebody that's uh, not just working out. But you're educating yourself. You're, you're going to the gym, and you're talking to the guys or the gals that um, have molded their physiques uh, through years of training uh, into a, a level where they have uh, greatly developed uh, their genetic potential. And you say, how did you get like that? What are you doing? What are you eating? What are you training? What are your supplements and things like that? And so you're gaining knowledge, and you're doing the workouts and you keep doing that, you will get results. You'll, you'll, you'll get results just like they get results. And so if you put the work in, it brings a tremendous confidence when you go to the starting line. Oh, it brings a tremendous confidence. And when you put the word in, it brings a tremendous confidence because it dissolves doubts. Uh, if you're in athletics, if you've done training like that, there's still a few elements. Yes, I know some others are training hard, and I know you might have to really push yourself, and, you know, the outcome is not settled until you cross the finish line. But nevertheless, you're coming there knowing I'm coming in here in shape. I'm coming in here. I'm dialed in. I've paid the price. I've done the workouts, and I'm going to be at the front. I guarantee you that. And so, my friends, it's the same way in the spirit. If you do word workouts you begin to just dissolve all kinds of doubt. Uh, these uh, clouds out there that say, not you, not you, just begin to push back. You begin to see the sun. Uh, you begin to see the blue sky. You begin to realize that God is no respecter of persons, that God can do a miracle in your life, just like he could do a miracle in anybody else's life, or the millions of others who have received miracle answers to prayer through faith. You begin to take hold more and more of the word, and you begin to enjoy your workouts. And if it takes 20 minutes uh, to spend that time in the Word for your faith to rise, then you, you just put that time in. You put that time in because it's worth it. It builds so much confidence. But if you don't do the workouts, if you never read your Bible, and, uh, you know, um, look, be careful with all the crutches that we have today. I, I, I got a smartphone. I have, I have a tablet. I've got a laptop. I've got this. I've got that. But look, you need to grab your Bible, okay? And don't just always look it up uh, on, your, on your, uh, your iPad or your smartphone or something like that. I mean, take your Bible, turn there, and look at the Scripture. That way you see, when you turn there, open up the Bible, uh, you can see what's before it. You can see what's after it. Now, because your Bible's open and you're looking at it, ah, now you're in a really good position for the Holy Spirit to surprise you with a rainbow word, perhaps a word of wisdom that leaps off the page. You came to look at this, but something jumped off over here and grabbed you over here. Uh, you can't get that uh, with modern uh, devices of just pulling up one verse or a little bitty paragraph that, uh, you know, you want to take a look at. You need to open your Bible and, and jump in there and look at that and just begin to build your faith, do your word workout. And uh, I want to come back to this, what I was addressing earlier. As a mature believer, God expects you to get it by faith. Uh, and when you have to get it by faith, usually you have to work for it. When you're a very, very young Christian and you just get saved, God, uh, he extends grace to you because when we were young in the Lord, we didn't know what we were doing, okay? We didn't know uh, hardly anything, and God, very, very patient. He's always patient, but he's extra, extra uh, 
uh, graceful, just like we are with babies, infants, and young children. They're still growing. They're still still developing. We have to teach them potty training, how to go to the bathroom, uh, all of that stuff. Okay, but eventually. You grow into adulthood, and eventually, uh, spiritually speaking, we grow into adulthood, and God expects us to hold to his word, and when you do that, it's usually not going to, what you're believing for is usually not going to happen overnight, and that's okay. You're building faith, you're building character, you're, you're building a foundation in the integrity of God's Word, and I'm not saying it's going to take a lifetime. It might take uh, three months. The larger the project, uh, oftentimes uh, the more extensive your faith output will have to be, and so it might go a year or something like that. But the main thing is, it is going to come to pass if you believe, and so you have to keep your faith up. And the way that you do that is through word workouts. And ideally, you really should be getting stronger. You should be stronger today in the word than what you were three years ago. The word should have a deeper root in your life, and the, the fruit should be richer and more abundant in your life today than it has ever been before at any other point in your walk with the Lord. If you can believe, okay, what does it take you to get into that place of believing where uh, you're not suffocated with doubt? What, what it takes is hearing the word of the Lord. You know, for this father, you know, I, I know he has a son that's got all kinds of uh, problems and is very difficult. Your life can get easily bogged down when you have a, 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 a child like that who's so severely handicapped. We're even talking demon possession, so that can limit your travel. But I'll tell you one thing, if Jesus is going around itinerating, preaching in different cities or villages that are close by, I'm going to like, Pay somebody, if I've got to, to watch my child and say, look, keep him away from fire, keep him away from water. i got to build my faith up. I'm going to go over here to this meeting uh, where Jesus is speaking, because if I just get in those meetings and hear his messages and see the miracles, it so helps me to believe that my child can be healed, okay? And so whatever it takes, getting online listening to these types of message uh, messages, getting into the Word, and, uh, you know, taking little snack breaks at lunchtime while you're eating your lunch, uh, you know, just opening up your Bible, you know, 10 minutes, you know, just th things like this. They keep your faith strong, and they are all forms of a Word workout. Really, I'll be honest with you, I'll shoot straight with you. If you do it like a 20-minute Word workout every day, you'll always be in shape. Uh, as far as strong in the Word. You'll always be in shape. You know, you put your prayer time uh, in there on top of that. You really will be a spiritually well-developed Christian who can be very uh, flexible uh, in moving with the Spirit uh, and very, very uh, fluent in the Lord flowing through you to minister uh, even out towards others, the love of God. Woo, hallelujah. If you could believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So look, put the work in. Just put the time in in the Word. Just go ahead and get it over with and do it. Uh, it's not every day that I feel like getting into the Word. Uh, you know, we can all feel uh, times where it's like, you know, I've been doing this for quite some time. Yes, many of us have been doing it for quite some time. You're not the only one who's on this journey of faith, but you just have to get back in there again. That, that's why I've always enjoyed uh, distance running. You know, I did it all through uh, high school, all through college, 
and even ran some afterwards after college was uh, was a wrap. Uh, but the thing is, with the distance running, you really have to do it every day because it depends on aerobic capacity. It doesn't so much have to do with uh, just flat-out speed or anything like that. It's just about developing your lungs, okay? That's why most of the world's great milers and middle-distance runners, they are super-duper skinny. Why? Because it's really about your lung capacity and your ability to just to sustain the fastest pace possible uh, four times around the track or, or you know, three miles, uh, these types of uh, distances. And so you, you have to keep that aerobic capacity very high. And the only way you can do that is by running every single day. Same way with swimming. If you really want to be a top caliber, Olympic caliber swimming uh, swimmer, you have got to be in the pool every day single day swimming because it's not so much about strength yes you will get strong but it's about your aerobic capacity your lung capacity and that really is uh what this is all coming down to so my friend my friends do your word workout keep your faith high and that way every time you step on the line you're like man i'm in this game i, I this this thing's going to come to pass in my life i'm working out daily in the word sometimes you you might not want to go into the gym go anyhow that's called being mature okay you know the, the these professional athletes they go to the gym anyhow uh, and trust me they don't feel like going there every day but you just do it because what if you want to win that's what you do okay so i know you want to win i know that you want to see god's promises manifested in your life go do your word workout it might only take 20 minutes but you get off your spiritual treadmill and you're like okay done for the day Woo! i feel good and you will you'll feel really good uh on the inside my friends till next time you stay strong in the word of god have a great week go do a word workout for more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.